Welcome friend, I'm Rick Pasquale. Thank you for joining us today. I believe God has a word for you. I know God loves you and has a plan for your life. So listen to this live service and let God speak to you. So today I want to uh, continue our series on the Holy Spirit. What a month we've had. And I've heard last week that everything went great with Brother Nasha. I almost called him Pastor Nasha. <laughs> Brother Nasha speaking. And, and uh, so if you missed that, uh, I'm sorry. And, uh, but I have gotten raving reviews, Brother Nasha. And I'm so glad you did an awesome job. Our Bible verse, which uh, Gabriella read to us today, uh, what a powerful little young man. Wow. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witness in Jerusalem. Right? And in all Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. It's a promise of God. God doesn't break promises. He wants you to have power. So we're going to continue our series I'm probably convinced that I'm not going to stop this week, even though it's the end of the month, even though next week we're supposed to start the next series. But I will wait and see how today goes because I want to see all that want to be filled, filled. Do you hear what I just said? I want to see everyone filled. Today we will have special emphasis at this altar for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you've walked into our church for the very first time, we believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Did you hear what I just said? We believe in the Trinity, all three. And the Holy Spirit is relevant and current for today. So, when we started this series, it was called the promise of power. It was the is the idea that there's this place. This whole year is about the places that are amazing. It was the upper room. The experience of those 120 people going on the day of Pentecost to this room. And, and the Holy Spirit was poured out upon them. And so I want to do this last week of this month. Message entitled, The Results of the Power. It's one thing to get the power... But there's another thing to have the results of the power you received. It's just like when that pastor handed me that check for $25,000. Now, do you think I just sat there and said, oh, that was nice, thank you. I did not do that. Because not only was I representing myself, but I was representing you. And I knew that if somebody handed you a check for $25,000, you wouldn't just say, oh, that was nice, thank you. I said, Amen! Because I was happy that that church believed in what we're doing over here. And he sees the fruit and the labor on the TV. Because that, that screen back there, when they produce this around the world that's going around the world right now, when they produce that, there are thousands of people paying attention. Two weeks ago, my message before I left, there were how many? 94 
9,000 people watch that message. Did you hear what I just said? 94,000. There's only a few hundred in this room. But around the world, there were almost 100,000 people paying attention to what's going on here in Rome. And when I say that, that means God has given us the ability to reach the thousands of people with this gospel message. So when it comes to the subject of the Holy Spirit, I don't want to say I just believe in God, and I don't just want to say I believe in Jesus, but I want to also proclaim to the world there is the Holy Spirit. And we all need the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2, verse number 1 was that experience. It's when the day of Pentecost came. I know there's people that believe that that was only for that day and only for that moment and it never happened again. Well, I'm here to declare it happened again because it's happened in my life. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit and I'm a lot not close to being 2,000 years old. And there's nobody in this room 2,000 years old. So that means that it's relevant for today. They were all together in one place. There we are in that place again. Remember, we transferred that place from Jerusalem, upper room, to here, Rome. We're all together in one place. We're worshiping God. We're wanting more of God. We are. That's us. That's you watching around the world. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All. That's a key word to this whole passage of Scripture. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. Because I always have people that say, oh, no, no, that's not for me. Listen, my friend, if you are a believer, if you love God, you need all that God has. You need all the gifts that God can give us. Today, I want to talk about those results. And they began to speak in other tongues as the Holy Spirit enabled them. Let me go on now with my message as last week we started this series. Three weeks ago now, we started this series, but the series was to make sure that you understand there's more to this gospel message than what maybe you've only heard up till now. This is one of those subjects in the world that people are very anxious and, and hesitant to talk about. It's just like when I talked about the series on heaven in the month of May. I mean, tens of thousands of people from all over the world were watching that series. We had churches in Nepal using our series on heaven, not even on our own denomination of faith. Other denominations saying it was the best series on heaven we've ever heard. We don't ever hear messages on heaven. Now, how could a church say, I've never heard message on heaven? Do you hear what I just said? We want to hear messages about heaven. Because someday, we're going to go to heaven. But in order to get to heaven, I think you need to get what God has for you so you can get to heaven. 
Hello? And all of us need some help. So today I want to deal with this subject of the results. See, one of the guys in the upper room, his name was Peter. He happened to be one of the disciples. He happened to be the one that betrayed Jesus. Not just once, but three times. And to a teenage girl on top of that. So here's this big, brutally fisherman. And a girl asks him if he's one of the followers of Christ. He denies that he's ever been with Christ. To a little girl. It'd been different if it a guy holding a sword over top of his head and saying, I'm going to cut your head off. Is a little girl. And he says, I don't know him. This is the guy, I'm telling you, that now is in the upper room. And the Holy Spirit came upon him, and as the Scripture said, he was filled. So how did this guy that was ashamed of Jesus wouldn't even say to a little girl that I'm a Christian now, just a few days later, how could he do what I'm about to read to you? Acts 2, verse number 13. Some, however, made fun of them and said, they've had too much wine, talking about the upper room, 120 people. They were speaking in all those tongues that I read to you over the last number of weeks. And Peter, same guy, Stood up with the eleven. So he had his buddies with him. He raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I have to say. Now let me stop you for a moment. There are thousands of people that he's standing in front of now. Guys with swords. Okay? Mean people, not just the church people. You hear what I'm saying? He's in a city, standing in the middle of the city, and the people said, these people are drunk. That's why they're speaking like this. So Peter, remember, a few days before, couldn't even say he was a Christian. A few days into the upper room, these people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. Wow. I guess people don't get drunk at nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. What he's saying is everybody's going to get to be involved in this. Doesn't matter what your age is. Well, I'm old. Okay, it's for you. I'm young. It's okay. It's for you. I'm in the middle. Okay, it's for you. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above, signs on the earth below. Blood and fire and billows of smoke. I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below. 
blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone, key word there, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Look at your neighbor and say, you're everyone. Now, if I was that every one person, I'd be happy today. Hello? Because, because of that scripture, if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you can be saved. If you believe. And everyone didn't say because of your age, didn't say because of your nationality. Remember, the listing before that is a whole list of people from all over the world Read it when you go home today. It's a whole list of people from all over the world. So you can't say, well, I'm from this country, so the Holy Spirit isn't for me. Or I'm from that country, and we don't have the Holy No, 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 no. All, everyone. So what's that mean? Everyone is everyone. So the results of everyone is still everyone. So you can't say to God, here's my excuse why I'm not the everyone. Are you listening to me today? Well, I've been seeking for years. Keep seeking. I haven't received yet. Keep seeking. Well, what's wrong with me? Nothing. You see, what happens in this process is we're the one that stops the process. God doesn't stop the process. God's saying, oh, no, 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 that person's out. Remember, the prerequisite here is belief. If I believe, I can receive. So there has to be the results. Well, the result that day was a guy that could barely say his name got up in the middle of a major city of the world and preached his very first message and it didn't say use notes. Hello? He preached a message, and that day, at the end of, you keep reading that passage of Scripture, about 3,000 people got saved. That's a lot of people. In the church I preached last week, there was 29 people saved. That's a long ways from 3,000. 29 is good. Hallelujah. But 3,000, wow, one day. So there has to be some results that happen when you receive this power. So today I want to give you three. There's a lot, but I want to give you three. First one is your prayer life will increase. When you receive this Holy Spirit that I'm talking about, your prayer life's going to increase. Praying in the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, whichever word you want to use there, continues to empower you. I want to give you three Bible verses that I think that maybe you've never read or has never been brought to your attention in regards to your prayer life. How many believe in prayer? Would you raise your hand? Okay, now in my church, it's an interactive church. You sit there and stare at me, that's not fun. Because I'm going to stare at you and that won't be fun either, okay? How many believe in prayer? Would you raise your hand? Okay, some of you are still not raising your hand. 
Okay, why in the world would you come to church if you don't believe in prayer? Because if you want to move God's hand, you've got to pray. If you want an answer, you've got to pray. You need a miracle, you've got to pray. You hear what I'm saying? It don't just fall down on your head. You've got to ask. Okay, so let's believe that everybody raised their hand. So here's my first verse. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. In the same way, the Spirit helps our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray. And the word is pray for. Because a lot of people stop it right there. We don't know what we should pray for. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Another version of that Bible says words that cannot be uttered. In other words, we are praying in the Spirit. It's not in Italian. It's not in Spanish. It's not in Portuguese. It's not in English. We're praying in the Spirit. It's a heavenly tongue. It only comes from God. And as you pray in the Spirit, what it's saying is, even though we may not know what to pray for, anybody said, man, I don't know how to pray for that. Or how am I going to get that answer? The Holy Spirit then takes over as you open your mouth and you pray in the Spirit. And in the Spirit realm, the Holy Spirit responds to your prayer. You don't, you don't even know what you're praying, really. But you're making the sound from your body pray to the heavenlies. Now, the next verse is Ephesians 6.18. Because, listen, if you're going to see an advancement in your spiritual life, anytime I see a person making movements towards God, their prayer life increases. When I see somebody making movements away from God, their prayer life is decreasing. I can just tell you. People, people come to talk to me and say, Pastor, I'm struggling, I'm struggling, I'm struggling. How, have you prayed? Almost honestly, almost every answer is, I'm not praying like I should pray. Well, I can tell you right then and there, the devil is wreaking havoc in your life. He's taking the ball bat to your head and to your life every single day. But when you pray in the spirit, the angels and the alarms sound, and God comes on your behalf and thwarts every attempt of the devil to stop you. And you're bigger. God's bigger than your enemies. But listen to this. Ephesians 6, 18. And pray in the Spirit. When should you pray on in the Spirit? On all occasions. <laughs> That's pretty clear, right? When should you pray in the Spirit? On all occasions. With all kinds of prayers and requests. People say, well, is God concerned about this little prayer? Yes. He's concerned on the little prayers, and he's concerned on the big prayers. Are you listening? With this in mind, if you got this in your head, be alert. And always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. It's really easy. 
When do I pray? On the bus. When do I pray? On the metro. When do I pray? At my job. When do I pray? Before I go to sleep. When do I pray? When I get up. On all occasions. At all times. Prayer should be in your mouth. People say, well, I just want to praise. No, 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 we got a prayer. You hear what I just said? I'm all for praising God. But we got to pray. If my people who are called by my name. It's us. Turn from their wicked ways, humble themselves, seek my face, pray. Then you get to hear from heaven. Okay, how about Jude 1.20? Tiny little book. Right at the back of the Bible. Listen to this little verse. But you, talking to you, dear friend. I'm even calling you a friend today. Jude's calling you a friend. By building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. So how are you going to build yourself? How are you going to get stronger? you got to pray. So I believe being filled with the Holy Spirit, the first thing that happens is your prayer life increases. And I'm going to look at you as your pastor right now eyeball to eyeball every one of us need to pray more I was looking at the hundred thousands watching over there everyone there's nobody in this room that say I pray too much hello pray the Holy Spirit will help you pray when you don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit will help you pray. Number two, your obedience will increase. Okay, I'm not going to make you raise your hand on this question. But I will know that you tell the truth by you just looking up at me. How many sometimes don't always obey God? Everybody's head should have been up. What do you mean by that, Pastor? Listen. Sometimes God tells you to do something, and you put it in your timetable. God told you. You knew God told you, but you decided you're going to do it when you feel like doing it. God said, do it. Oh, God, I need to get things in order before I can do it. No, 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 no. God said do something. He's asking you to do something, so you need to respond by doing it. So the result of having the Holy Spirit is you will obey better. Now, I'm not going to ask, even though the kids are out of the room right now, all of us parents and grandparents would like our children to always obey. Okay, they're out of the room. You could have said amen. They're out. They're not watching live stream. How many of you parents and grandparents in the room would like all the children and grandchildren to always obey? Okay. All of you young adults in the room, you should have been screaming. 
because there is coming a day when you will be married and you have those children and you're going to be saying, I should have said amen back then. Because my little kid is not obeying me right now. See, being led by the Spirit, by praying in the Spirit, is my, if you don't remember anything else I've said today, I want you to remember what is about to go on that screen right now. The Holy Spirit goes where you go. The Holy Spirit goes where you go. So when you get on the metro, the Holy Spirit's with you. When you step in your house, the Holy Spirit's with you. When you go to school, the Holy Spirit's with you. When you go to the job, the Holy Spirit's with you. Did you hear what I just said? So that's why the obedience to the Holy Spirit will help you. See, the biggest questions that happen in your life, God is ready to answer. How's he answer these questions? He speaks to you. The Spirit speaks to you. You have a confidence that what you're about to do is led by the Spirit. See, when it's led by you, I can tell you you're about to head on to a mistake. When you decided, I'll guarantee you, it's probably going to be shortchanged. But when it's a God thing, it's always going to work out right. So let me be really specific. Young adults, single people in this room, who do I date? Whoever looks the best, whoever has the most money, whoever has the most education, who do I date? You date who God instructs you to date. Did you hear what I just said? God has the best one picking out for you, ready to prepare you for the next step in life. So don't think you can work this part of your life out without God. And without the Holy Spirit. Now listen, I got probably a hundred young adults in this room right now. That are single. And there should have been cheering at that. I just gave you about a million dollars worth of information. That will save you plenty of pain and scars in your life. But if you want to be an obstinate, bullheaded Young adult, go ahead and do your own thing. Pick your own guy, pick your own woman, and you find out that you're going to have all kinds of problems. Boy, that guy is direct. Pastor's supposed to be that direct? I'm trying to help you. Do you want to lay on your bed at night crying because you made a mistake and you picked the wrong guy? Let God, Holy Spirit, direct you in who you date. God's got the best one. Look at who I got.
Hallelujah. So he's not only going to speak to you, but he's going to show you signs and wonders. Some of you need some wonders. Some of you need some signs. Some of you need some miracles. The Holy Spirit does that for you. Signs and wonders. I want to see signs and wonders in our church. I want to see people say, I didn't know how I was going to get through that. And the Holy Spirit directed me and helped me. And now it is a miracle what God just did. Lastly, on the obedience part, there will be answers to your questions. I don't care what your question is, God has an answer. Holy Spirit has an answer for you. And if you'll be patient, the answers will be there. So, first thing's going to happen, your prayer life's going to increase. Second thing's going to happen is your obedience will increase. And the third thing that will happen is you will get boldness. Now, a lot of people start with this. Because it's what happens on the day of Pentecost. I mean, Peter gets bold. And he stands up and preaches to people, total strangers. Those same people crucified his Savior a few days before that. I mean, so that's not your easiest crowd to speak to. You hear what I'm saying? But he was bold and confident. He He couldn't proclaim to a little girl that he was a Christian, but something happened in that upper room that he was empowered to speak to an entire city and now is being preached a few thousand years later that on the day of Pentecost, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. It gave him boldness to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. And he ends his message with repent. Wow. He doesn't end his message with have a good life. He doesn't end his message with, you're going to make a lot of money. Or some of you listening, because if you listen to radio or television or read other people, that's how they end their messages. Hear, hear me? Hear what I'm telling you? I want God to give me boldness so that I can even tell a total stranger, you need to have a life change. You need to repent. You're going the wrong direction. If those people in in Salem, Oregon, never see me ever again in my whole life, they heard me in a missions cry, a missions message that I preached, where in their church we raised over that day a million dollars. That's a lot of money in one church. But they heard the last words out of my mouth. Not, yeah, 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 you just raised a million dollars. They heard me that if you need Jesus in your life, today is your day to give your life to Christ. So that I don't have to stand before God one day. And somebody in that church say, hey, you came and preached a good message on missions. But you forgot to tell me that I can go to heaven too. Every Sunday in our church, we give you opportunity to receive Christ. Say the prayer online with us. Why? I don't want anyone to miss heaven. But I'm telling you, if you have the Holy Spirit, He'll help you get to heaven. See, God puts the words in your mouth. 
say, I don't know what to say. I didn't walk with Jesus for those three years. Some of you have been walking with Jesus longer than three years. Get that one now. Peter walked with Jesus for three years. Some of you have been walking with Jesus for 30 years. It's time to start talking. Do you hear what I just said? I'm not one of God's disciples. You're not? I thought we all were. Read the whole Bible, my friend. Don't pick and choose what you like. You're a disciple of Christ. You're a follower of Christ. You are an ambassador of Christ. You are a spokesperson for Christ. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is our job to tell. God saves. We tell. We should have this boldness to tell. Well, that's just for preachers. No, it's not. It's for Christians. You come in contact with people that I'll never see in my lifetime. You're at job with them. You're at school with them. You're on the train with them. Tell them about Jesus. Be bold. See, Peter goes from being ashamed to one who proclaims. Paul goes from one who fights against God's kingdom to one who destroys the kingdom of darkness. It's the Holy Spirit. The disciples go from followers to leaders for the New Testament church. Wow, 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 wow. See, this is your story. Peter's story we're still reading about. Paul's story we're reading about. Today I want this to impact your story, your life, where you're going, your destiny. What's going to happen for your tomorrow? Who are you going to impact? Is your family going to heaven? Is your neighbor going to heaven? Have you told them? The boldness comes from the Holy Spirit. Remember, you just tell them God will save them. So this is your story. He's called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. <laughs> From one who may have been reluctant to serve, who now serves wholeheartedly. It's amazing how people come to us and say, I don't know what I can do, Pastor. I just want to do something. And we put them in a ministry and all of a sudden they're flourishing. And their life increases and they have more joy than, and because they're serving. You can't keep this to yourself. If you come to our church here in Rome, don't just sit on a chair every week. Find something to do. There's something for every one of us to do in this house. Okay, ten people in the whole room believe that. How do you think this whole place operates? Because two or five people take care of it all? No, 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 no. We need everybody to do something. I need more ushers. I need more hosting. I need more workers. I need more people on the prayer team. I need people, more people on the musicians. I was so happy to see all those musicians here today, but we need more. Hello? There's not an area of ministry, children, youth, evangelism, all of our departments all need more workers. That media team, I need a whole nother crew back there. Because when they hear what they're going to have to start doing, they're going to all freak out back there. Because we're going to up our game. 
If we're going to go from a million in five years to a million a year, we got to up our game. And if all the stats come true by Christmas of this year, we will have reached a million people with our message. That is awesome. But God is setting on us for the next step. So the Holy Spirit empowers us to keep going. Now you are one who declares God's faithfulness. Don't you want to say of the good things God has done for you? Don't you want to testify of what God has done for you? To those around you, say, God has been so good to me. It's one thing for Brother Ernest to stand up here and have you recite something with him. And I'm glad he does. But I want you to go outside those doors and recite what God has done for you. If God is good all the time, he's good all the time outside those doors. We can't just say it in the church. We got to say it outside the church. Hello. This month we've learned a lot about the Holy Spirit. But there comes a time in your life that you step out of your boat to trust God even more. Those of you that have been filled with the Spirit, there's more. I'm just telling you, there's more. There's more fruit. There's more gifts. That's a whole nother subject. It's a whole nother day. But there's more for everyone. There's more than speaking in tongues. There's more than prophesying. There's more than the gift of faith. There's more than the gift of miracles. There's more. I'm not going to list all those today. It's not about this message. But I want you to say there are results that will start happening in your life when you are empowered by the Holy Spirit. Something will start happening. This is for you and your children. Is what the scripture said. And all who are far off. Guess who that's talking about? That's us. When that scripture verse was written, it was written for us. All who are far off from 2,000 years ago, that means for those coming after us, talking to the disciples. So the people that say the Holy Spirit was only for that day, they misread the scripture. The Holy Spirit is for all who believe. It says everyone. You, you heard me read the scripture to you. It doesn't just say all those that are in Jerusalem on that specific day. It said all who believe. I'm a believer. So that means I can be a receiver. Hello. I'm a believer. So I can be a receiver of the Holy Spirit. And there's not one person in this room that does not need more of God. Not one. I'm talking to my prayer team. I'm talking to my leaders. I'm talking to the workers. I'm talking to the visitors. Every one of us need more. See, if you were perfect, you'd already be out of here. You'd already been raptured. Out, gone. God has a rapture clause for all those people that reach perfection. Read your Bible. But since I'm looking at all of us imperfect people, and I'm talking to myself, that means there's more. I want you to go after God. For three weeks, I've heard, as of last week, the two weeks I was here, that on this altar time, 
that our experiences have been powerful because you stood in the presence of God and you went after God for what he had. Today, there will be no exception to that. We are going to stand at the front of this room and we're going to say to the Lord, Lord, I need all that you have. I'm going to bring it right down home. There were three young men this week that got papers. That you cheered for them a little bit. Do you know why God got them their papers? Two years. Getting documents for two years when you're one of the refugee guys, that's not easy in this country. And for some of these guys, it takes years to get that. Do you, isn't it amazing to you as a fellow member of a church that you have some of those guys in your church that God worked that out all right now? You know why God worked that out? Because they're going after God. Do you hear what I just said? They're going after God. They're faithful. They serve God. When the door is open back there, they're in church. When you need a chair, they'll get you a chair. They've found a spot in our church. And you know why? Because God has changed their life. Do you hear what I just said? God has changed their life. They didn't know God, but now they know God. So as an example to us, firsthand today, when it seems to be no way, when it doesn't seem possible, through the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit makes it the way. He brings the document to us. He brings the success to us. He brings the pay increase to us. He brings the further education to us. It happens. And why does it happen? Because the Holy Spirit wants it. He wants it for your life. There will be results with the Holy Spirit. Look at your neighbor and say, I want results. Say, I want a result. Bow your heads, please. Today, you've heard a word from the Lord, and I believe God has spoken to you. So if you say this prayer with me, I know God can change your life. They're saying it live here in Rome right now with me because God can change your life. God has a plan for you. I've told you that. And I want you to believe it with all of your heart. So will you say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I invite you into my life this day. Change me. Help me, I pray, oh God, I'm going to live for you. Friend, if you've just said that prayer, I can tell you that God has just changed you and has come into your life. Now I believe that today you may have listened to this and you've known that God already lives in your life. Well, God wants to speak to you and help you. So I'm going to pray a second prayer, and that prayer is for a miracle to happen for you this day. I believe in miracles. I know you do as well. So let's pray and let God touch you right where you're listening to this sermon. Lord, I thank you today for my friend that has heard this message. Lord, I know that they have needs and situations that's going on in their life. And God, you're a big God, and you hear and answer our prayers. So today, oh God... Will you hear this prayer from your humble servant? God, will you answer this prayer on my new friend's behalf? Will you heal them? Will you touch them? Will you guide them? Lord, come in right now, wherever they're listening, Lord, and answer their prayer. Thank you, Lord, for doing that. 
you've just said that prayer and listened to that prayer with me, I know that God has spoken to you. Would you do me a big favor? You're going to see, scrolled on the bottom of this, a website with an email address. If you said the prayer that said, God, come into my heart, or today you're believing with me for a miracle, I want you to drop us a quick note and say, hey, pastor, I want you to continue to pray for me and my family. You know, God loves you, and he has a plan for your life, and I'll guarantee you, your best days are still in front of you. So God bless you, and join us next week.